let's let's get a little loose because uh, we've got we've got some trailers to talk about. Tell you what. Today's episode of Nerd News. Uh, New York Comic Con happened, which means we got some trailers, and then we got a couple more trailers, and maybe a few more trailers, and then some rumors to parse through. So let's get into all of that. But first, we have the housekeeping. Um, housekeeping for this episode, we have three more episodes. Well, no, uh, take that back. Two more after this episode left in October, though I'm going to treat the first week of November like an October episode as far as suggestions are concerned. So uh, that being said, we are approximately a month away from the off season. So um, like I said, I, I'm pretty sure we should be on schedule for our regular two episodes a week uh, up until we go into the off season, though I think there might again be one of those Fridays for the live show. There might be a scheduling conflict i can't remember until we get there i, I the add it just kind of comes in one ear and it goes out the other so uh, i will try and give you at least a week's notice before we cut back that one episode and then uh round about the 18th of november or so whatever week that is um we're going to be into the off season it, it's about a week earlier than usual but we have scheduling conflicts at the end of november so that just we just had to cut it out a week early so uh half of the month of november through the month of december and into the month of january is the off season. We will only be doing live episodes Wednesday nights, so those will get reposted in all of the other outlets on uh, Wednesday, late Wednesday night, so probably early Thursday morning for most of you that listen and or watch. Uh, all that being said, thank you very much, nerds, for joining me for this New York Comic Con heavy episode. I think that is all of the housekeeping, uh, all of the social medias, generally underscore nerdy or just generally nerdy, all one word. The key is the nerdy ninja. Look for that guy and you'll find all of that stuff. Uh, that being said, I'm sorry I keep itching my nose. I don't know what's going on there. But all of that being said, let's get into the news, shall we? All right, so TV streaming. Uh, like I said, we have a lot of trailers to talk about because New York Comic Con is a thing. And TV streaming, I think, is probably about 60 to 70% of the trailers of which I speak. So uh, without any further ado, we got, uh, uh, let's get some that just happened action out of the way. Uh, first up, I have watched the first episode of Midnight Club. Uh, Mike Flanagan is, is can kind of do no wrong with these series, man. Like I think Midnight Club might be one of the weaker pr presentations that he's put forward, but that being said, it's still head and shoulders above almost every other horror series out there. This is good stuff, man. Flanagan knows what his audience wants and knows how to give it to him and knows when to subvert that. So I, this is just, I can't wait to finish this series. Like I'm, I'm kind of slow dripping the binge because I want it to last as long as I can. Probably we'll finish it by Halloween, but either way, good, good stuff. That Midnight Club Mike Flanagan in general. Uh, next, we have Interview with the Vampire Episode 2 also uh, digested. And Episode 3 has come out. I just have yet to watch it. Episode 2, though, kind of 
addresses the issue that we talked about in the last episode with how Anne Rice kind of presents her vampires in the book as far as the how they present themselves sexually, right? So that's kind of a dramatic departure, or so I thought when we only had seen the first episode. So episode two, uh, there is a there is a very distinct line from Lestat, uh, though it's still not 100% where it should be according to the lore of the books. Lore of the books, not the be all end all. It's not the Bible, right? So like, it's not 100%, it doesn't have to be that way, but that's just where it's coming from. So uh, Lestat p pays homage to that at least because he, <laughs> he when referencing his sexuality, he says, uh, oh no, I'm gonna forget the line. Uh, Non-discerning, I think is the way he put it. So just kind of whatever comes, whatever works is where he goes. Uh, whereas it's still kind of missing the point in that the vampires fall in love with beauty and not with gender or sex at all because they can't have the sex until the last two books in the series, which are ages and ages beyond where we are right now with the TV series. Um, so again, still kind of missing the point, but at least addressing the fact that it's different uh, and, 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 and paying lip services, if nothing else. So appreciated coming from a fan of the series, definitely. And also the the TV series for all of its differences, I think is potentially that much stronger than the book series even. So yeah, that's we're gonna just keep going down that road. Uh, House of the Dragon episode eight. We got, so I got, I read a lot of mixed reviews about episode eight for House of the Dragon. Now this is the one, uh, we had another time jump. It was another 10 year gap and uh, I don't know. I don't know how much I'm going to spoil by talking about this. So kind of warning, I guess, but, but we have the death of a main character and man, it was just, it was really slow to get to the point. Let's, I will, I will definitely offer that up. But once it got there, once you saw where this was going, once you saw the, the, the tenacity that Viserys, King Viserys had, even in his old age, even in his, uh, sick, uh, he still had this tenacity to try and keep things together, to try and be the peacemaker in his family. Once you get to that point, it starts to get really heavy. And the way this episode ends is going to be the, the subject of debates for months to come, I'm sure for cons to come. We're going to be talking about this at Comic-Con for years and years, is what exactly is Viserys saying on, on his bed at the end of this episode? Uh, what do I... There is the interpretation, if you watch through all of the extras after the episode, there is the interpretation of the director and the showrunner, but there's also, they leave a lot open-ended, so you can have your own interpretation of it too. I just think that was super effective. I wish they had gotten to the point a little bit faster, and I really don't appreciate that we are going to have another large time jump. And then we get George R. R. Martin coming out saying that between seasons is going to be even bigger time jumps because it has to, because of the way the, 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 uh, anthological nature of this story. It takes place over the course of thousands of years, the book does. 
so apparently the series has to as well, which again, you get into the argument of respecting the source material versus doing your own thing. And why don't, if you're doing your own thing, why don't you just call it something else? So like, it's kind of muddying the waters, but I feel like this is, each series could have been one age of this, of this season so far, or season rather. Each season could have been one age so far that we've addressed now three different ages in this series, in the first season. So I feel like there is three seasons worth of material that they're trying to cover in 10 episodes. And that's just, it's, it's not working as well as it should. I think it's, Definitely working better than Rings of Power over on Amazon Prime, but uh, that's not really saying a whole lot. That's not a very high bar to be setting. So I don't know. I dig it though. I'm, I'm finally really getting into it again. I was really getting into it before the first time jump and then we got the time jump and lost a lot of momentum. And now we've built up some momentum, but now it seems we're going to see another time jump. So I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. But yeah, that is kind of what just happened as far as TV streaming goes. So let's get into follow-ups. And we do have a few of those. First up, we have Agatha. Uh, House of Harkness is no more. And again, hyperbole. <laughs> we have uh, the subtitle has now been changed to Coven of Chaos. So it is Agatha Coven of Chaos, not Agatha House of Harkness. It is slated now also for a winter release sometime next year. So very potentially the end of 23 or also almost as likely the beginning of 24, because all of that is still winter time. So that is what we've got on that. Next is Winchesters. We have a casting announcement for the Supernatural prequel series, and that is Tom freaking Welling. That's right. Clark himself from Smallville uh, has been cast as Samuel Campbell. If, for those of you who are unfamiliar or don't really know why that name is relevant, Samuel Campbell is Mary Winchester's father, I don't know that this is going to save this series. Uh, there has been a lot of pressure put on the, the existence of this series. The Winchesters is supposed to keep the Supernatural uh, franchise alive, according to some news outlets. And I don't think that that's going to be how it plays out. I think we'll get two seasons of the Winchesters, but I don't think it's going to go beyond that because the existence of the, uh, I, let's, let's rephrase that. The way they're approaching the mythology of the Winchester family is wrong to start. <laughs> that is the basis of this series is wrong already because we learn very explicitly in the Winche in, in the supernatural series that uh, John Winchester, the father of the boys, husband to Mary, whom we've spoke of just a moment ago, uh, is not a hunter of the supernatural stuff until after Mary's death. He didn't even know that Mary herself was a hunter since she was a, uh, a teenager, presumably. Uh, I don't know that we get the specifics of when Mary became a hunter, but we do know that Mary comes from a family of hunters. So the more compelling version of this story very potentially was we have John and Mary Winchester who are newly found couple. They, they meet and boy meets girl and kismet and whatever. 
And then Mary is the hunter in the scenario, trying to hide her life as a hunter from her husband, John. That would have been, honestly, they would have kept the lore, the established lore intact, and also would have been super dynamic and probably very interesting, and the fans would have ate, eaten that up. But this, having John learn what Mary is almost immediately, and that stuff, I don't know, the, the community is definitely uh, split, I guess is a fair way to put that, but I don't think it's an even split. I'm pretty sure most of the fans are not going to watch this because it's based on broken mythology. So that's my two cents. I know we spent a little bit of time on that and we've got a lot to get through. So let's keep moving, shall we? Uh, next is Fall of the House of Usher. Mike Flanagan was talking about it in a, in a panel this weekend, uh, and he says that it is going to be either spring or fall of 2023 uh, will be when we get the next uh, horror series from the master of Netflix horror himself. Uh, but uh, there was also at some point during this conversation, somebody mentioned March specifically. So either it's going to be sometime in March or just sometime spring to fall. <clears throat> we don't know just yet. But uh, yeah, our next piece going from that, we have The Devil in White City, the uh, series based on the novel that was supposed to be starring Keanu Reeves is no longer going to be starring Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves has had to pull out. I was unable to find out exactly why. Very probable it's uh, scheduling issues because, I mean, Keanu Reeves is a very busy man these days. Very potentially also uh, contract disputes and whatnot. But yeah, it seems that Keanu has pulled away from the Hulu series and they are now looking for a new lead man. So as that develops, we will keep tabs on it. And then our final piece of follow-up news is Good Omens. We now know the rough release window for season two of Good Omens, which super excited about because season one was fantastic. Uh, no date specifically, but it is going to be sometime in the summer of 2023. That is all we have for follow-ups. So trailers, whoo, all right, let's... Let's get a little loose because uh, we've got we've got some trailers to talk about. Tell you what. All right. So first up on the list of trailers is Mayfair Witches, uh, the Anne Rice TV universe. Uh, what are they calling it? Immortal something? Immortal universe, maybe? The Mayfair Witches, uh, it's going to be airing on AMC. First episode comes out January 5th, 2023. This trailer looks great. I, I've only kind of read passages of the Mayfair books. I don't know that I've read an entire Mayfair book. I might have read Lasher. I can't remember. Either way, I've read a lot of Anne Rice. Um, either way, from what I remember from the little bit that I have read, I really dig this stuff. It looks like it's going to integrate very well into what we have so far with Interview with the Vampire. So that's good stuff. I'm digging the feel, the vibe of the Mayfair Witches trailer. So if you want to go check it out for yourself, this is probably going to be a pretty solid universe that they're building on Anne Rice's material. Uh, go check out link down in the description. Next one is His Dark Materials. It is going to be uh, 
airing on HBO starting December 5th. It is going to be the final season, the fifth and final season. The first episode of this fifth season is going to be, in fact, two hours long. And Lin-Manuel Miranda has been confirmed, as per this trailer, to be returning to the series for the final season. So that's pretty cool. Moving next into Blockbuster, the new Netflix comedy series that we've talked about previously here on the channel, uh, dropped a proper trailer and looks pretty dang funny. Not gonna lie. Go check this one out. I'm, I'm super stoked about that one. Wheel of Time season two. This one's more just a tease. It's a little bit of a scene and a little bit of a recap from season one. Uh, the, we have the release date for it though. Season, or the release window rather. Season two is going to be sometime early of 2023. Next, we have a proper tray or a proper tease again from Wednesday. I believe this one would quantify as a trailer. So we have the official reveal of who is going to be playing Uncle Fester. Like I said, we're going to be talking about Fred Armisen again. So here we are. Fred Armisen is going to be playing Uncle Fester. Not in the same vein as Christopher Lloyd from the 90s movies, but kind of in the same vein as the actor from the original TV series, which is very interesting, which makes you think that maybe they're going for Fester as Morticia's brother and not Gomez's brother for the Tim Burton series. But uh, no details have been really made known just yet. I just, I, I really like Fred Armisen. I think Fred Armisen is very, very funny, but I don't know how I feel about him as Fester. I gotta be honest. Um, I I prefer the Lloyd, the Christopher Lloyd Fester over the original Fester, the original live action Fester, because we've had so many different iterations of Fester. We had the animated Fester. We have the original cartoon strip Fester. We have the original live action Fester, the Christopher Lloyd Fester. And then there, I think there was a second animated series. And then we have the Fester in the uh, cartoon, which again is in a very similar vein to where Armisen is going with it. So I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just, I have to see more of it in action to really get behind it. Very, it's a very common way to interpret the character of Fester. So yeah, we'll, we'll check it out. It's I'm, I'm definitely intrigued. We also got to see Christina Ricci in this trailer, though we already knew she was going to be in it. We saw some production images and such a uh, few months back as they were filming. So nothing necessarily new there. Our next one. Oh, this one's going to be a reasonably nerdy segment, but uh, our next trailer is Velma. We finally got the Mindy Kaling uh, show run and voiced Velma teaser trailer, not a proper trailer just yet, but it's definitely a teaser trailer that is, wow, uh, I feel like doesn't know exactly where it's going. Um, Though it thinks that it's being edgy and uh, I don't know, man. I think that when it comes to this Velma trailer, and I'm not going to get too deep into this because, like I said, we're going to do a reasonably nerdy segment on this uh, on the Clips channel on the YouTube. Um, but yeah, so there is a point being missed about who the, what the community wants, what the nerd community wants out of a thing that they hold dear. Um, and also how that is interpreted by people who are not part of that community, because obviously nobody involved with this show understands 
the the Scooby-Doo community because, uh, I, yeah, like I said, we're going to get into it in a separate video and a separate thing. We'll get there. But the trailers come out. It's worth a watch. It's only like a minute and a half long, I think. It's not really a trailer. Like I said, it's more of a tease. But yeah. Okay. So moving right along, we have the new Picard trailer that sees a lot of the Next Generation cast Uh in, in in cameo roles and i'm digging it i'm digging the return of michael dorn uh i'm digging the return of brent spiner i'm digging all of this stuff uh, so yeah go check out the picard trailer for sure season three and again the final season for picard airs Feb begins airing february 16th of 2023 our next trailer is also star trek related it is star trek discovery we got the new trailer for that one uh 2023 at some point we don't have an exact time just know that it's coming out sometime next year uh on paramount plus as it has for the last uh i believe four seasons am i into season five are we that far behind on Picard or on uh, discovery uh next is oh my god next is the goofiest probably trailer we've got for this entire episode and that is doom patrol season four uh it comes out december 8th we got singing butts in the house ladies and gentlemen singing butts in this trailer just proof that th that this is kind of a the this is where you want to go with your interpretation. This show, I, I don't think I've seen much, if any, negative negativity directed at the Doom Patrol show. It's just, it hits all the right notes, uh, save for how they dealt with Batman specifically. I don't know, but that was Titans. So yeah, Doom Patrol... I don't think I've heard anything bad about it. Only Titans. So yeah. Uh, speaking of Titans, we also got a Titans uh, trailer. Technically, we got two. We got the, the trailer from New York Comic Con and then another teaser from HBO Max uh, dealing with specifically Mother Mayhem. So that's pretty freaking awesome. Both of those links are down in the description. Titans season four is November 3rd, once again on HBO Max. Then we got Yellowstone is coming back with another trailer. This is also, the final season for that series, also season five, uh, will be uh, November 13th with a two-hour season premiere. Yellowstone is a weekly show after that. Uh, next, we have The Peripheral. This one I'm super stoked about, and I totally forgot that we talked about this previously until I watched the trailer and went, oh yeah, William Gibson's new book got turned into a series starring Chloe Grace Moretz and it's coming out soon. Uh, the launch of the peripheral is uh, October 21st. Also very noteworthy is the showrunners here, Jonathan Nolan and his wife, Lisa Joy, whom, if you remember, were also the ones that brought us Westworld. Now think what you will about Westworld. It was very well done. And if you're basing this on the godfather of cyberpunk's work, then there's nothing, I, in my mind anyway, that can go wrong. Super excited about that. Go check out this trailer. You will be as well. Uh, next one is... Where did we leave off? I apologize. Mystic, Mythic Quest, rather. Mythic Quest uh, starring Robert McElhenney, and I believe he's also a producer and potentially showrunner. Uh, season 3, November 11th, Apple TV+. Plus. Again, 
does its job, gets me interested, want to watch this show. Uh, now I'm three seasons behind, so I've got a lot of catching up to do, but I'm going to catch up on It's Always Sunny first, I'm not going to lie. Uh, and then Wolfpack, again... Ah, more stuff. This one's actually a season premiere, or series rather, premiere. Uh, this is the spinoff from Teen Wolf. It comes out January 23rd on Paramount+. Plus. It is also the same day that the new Teen Wolf movie launches on the streaming platform. Uh, and then I believe that brings us to the end of all the trailers. Like I said, Trailers, trailers, trailers. So that we have one piece of news when it comes to TV streaming. And this one honestly could have gone into movies, but we're putting it here because Murder, She Wrote was uh, a show that I watched an embarrassing amount of. And Angela Lansbury, this, I know I hate going out of the section on a down note, but that's kind of how it played out this time. So Angela Lansbury sadly has passed away just a week before her 97th birthday. Uh, Lansbury, again, was in Murder, She Wrote. She's done a number of things, won so many accolades throughout the course of her career. She is a titan in the industry, and she will definitely be missed. No cause of death has been released for her just yet. It is just known that she did pass in her sleep in uh, comfort, presumably, I believe is how the uh, press release read. So. Let's take a moment for Angela Lansbury. That brings us to the only thing we have left in TV streaming, which is TV streaming suggestion. Uh, this TV streaming suggestion is Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, we are honoring Sarah Michelle Gellar is in the new Wolfpack series, so her supernatural roots are Buffy the Vampire Slayer, and this series is a great watch. I honestly have rewatched through it in the last two years twice, um, and it's just it's it's nonstop fun all the way from the back. If you don't feel like watching the entire series, though, up to about season five is where the quality starts to plateau. It doesn't ever really dip much, but it definitely plateaus around about season five. So that is your suggestion for the week. Movie section is up next. Uh, this one's going to be significantly less. So for those of you that hate it when I do the long episodes, you're in luck, it's not gonna be that long. So we do have some That Just Happened action. We watched Hellraiser this last week came out and honestly, dug it. This, uh, I haven't really been able to get into a Hellraiser movie since like the second one. No, I take that back. Uh, the Bloodlines Hellraiser one was the last time I really felt like they were telling me a story I cared to hear. Uh, and it wasn't just an excuse to put a bunch of blood on screen. Uh, so I dig it. I really, really, uh, the, honestly, like the first like 20 minutes of this movie felt like it might have been made in 1987 when the original Hellraiser, like just even the visuals just felt like it was an older movie than it actually is. So that, and, and I say that in, and it's a compliment. Like I say that, I say that in a positive way. I think that is a good thing, uh, in this instance specifically. So yeah, very well executed. I feel like the the new Pinhead was kind of underutilized. Uh, what's the actress's name or the the actor's name? I guess the gender neutral Jamie Clayton as the Hell Priest. I love that they still call that character Hell Priest too. Uh, but yeah, Jamie Clayton as the Hell Priest. 
I feel like she, there was only, they only got about five, six minutes of screen time. And this is a longer horror movie. So probably could have utilized that character a bit more. Uh, the Cenobites too, I feel like could have gotten a little bit more screen time as well. Um, but I feel like the storytelling is so all encompassing that I understand the lore of Hellraiser a little bit better because of this movie. So super appreciative for that. Yeah, definitely worth a watch if you haven't yet. Super noteworthy too. I didn't realize this story was written and I'm sure we talked about this, but I've since forgotten. The story was written by David S. Goyer, uh, alongside Ben Collins and Luke, P I don't know how to say that last name, Piotrowski, something. Um, so yeah, David S. Goyer has a bunch of nerd cred, so I don't know why that didn't stick in my head, but I dig it. It was it was definitely worth a watch. Go watch it. That's what we got for that just happened. Let's get into uh, follow-ups and corrections, shall we? Follow-ups. Ghostbusters 5, the sequel to Afterlife, is coming out December 20th of 2023, which means they are actively in production right now. Super excited about that. Uh, yeah, December 20th. I'm going to be there with bells on. Let's move on. Uh, next is Five Nights at Freddy's. We've been keeping tabs on this, though it has been very slow going. Five Nights at Freddy's movie uh, finally has a director... Uh, Emma Tammy is going to be directing. She's known for her work on The Wind, which I'm not familiar with. But yeah, we have a director for the movie. Now, the real question is, is Five Nights at Freddy's still relevant enough that people are actually going to go watch this movie? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, what do you think? Let's talk down in the description, comments, whatever. Uh, next, we were talking about the MCU has been playing shuffle with their release dates as of late. This all stems from the uh, departure of uh, Basim, Basim Tariq, I believe was his name the director of the Blade movie. So that means Blade has been moved back. And remember we've talked previously about it had been moved back indefinitely. They didn't know when. Well, now we know when. So it has been moved to September 6th, where it once was supposed to be releasing November 3rd of 2023. Uh, that September 6th is 2024, which was the Deadpool 3 release date. And now Deadpool 3 is going to be released on November 8th of 2024, which then pushes back Fantastic Four. So Fantastic Four will be coming out February 14th of 2025. And then Secret Wars will now be coming out May 1st of 2026 instead of November 7th of 25. Strangely, in all of this shuffling, Avengers Kang Dynasty didn't move. It is still coming out May 2nd of 25. So very interesting. Yeah, and then that's what we have for follow-up. So let's get into trailers. We have three trailers to talk about this episode. First up is probably my favorite of the three. Um, Violent Night, December 2nd. David Harbour plays Santa Claus in a diehard-like situation, uh, and of which the, <laughs> the opposing forces are led by John Leguizamo, very strange, very interesting. Sign me up. Let's watch this movie again. December 7th is when this one comes out. Next, we're talking Enola Holmes 2. The movie we've been keeping tabs on now has a release date, November 4th. There is a trailer. It 
is definitely pretty good. Henry Cavill is going to be fantastic in this. It's going to be a little bit more Cavill heavy, it seems. But don't sell Millie Bobby Brown short because she is the star of this show and she will not let you forget it, it would seem. Uh, our next trailer comes from one. I feel like we have mentioned this previously, but now there's a release date and it was worth bringing it back again because we have a full proper trailer. Megan, that's M3GAN. Uh, got another trailer. This is a uh, kind of a Chucky-like movie, but just a little bit different in some of the right ways and I think some of the wrong ways. I don't know. It seems very interesting. I think this movie is not going to land the way the, the people involved want it to. Let's just put it that way. So go check out that trailer. Definitely worth a watch, if for nothing else than morbid curiosity. That is what we have for trailers. Let's talk about new movie announcement. The Mean One is the name of this movie. Now, why am I laughing? I am laughing because The Mean One is a horror movie adaptation of Dr. Seuss's The Grinch. There is yet to be released a trailer for The Grinch, but... We have a, a, at least one image showing us what's going to happen. This one looks like it's going to be some some similar vein as the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey movie. Just ridiculous. Comes out December 15th. Again, once we get a trailer, we'll probably revisit this one. But it's such a weird concept of the Grinch killing folk. <laughs> um, yeah, okay. But that is all we have for the movie section, which means movie suggestion for the week. Movie suggestion is The Crow. Keeping with our Halloween theme, what better movie than one of the best Halloween movies? The Crow is not a horror movie, but it is a fantastic Halloween movie. I just, I, the soundtrack to this movie is amazing. Brandon Lee's performance is stellar. Just everything about this is worth your time. Go watch The Crow, celebrate Halloween the right way, and we'll see you in the next uh, suggestion. Yeah, that's, yep. Rumor Mill. Uh, we have not as many as I was anticipating, honestly, from New York Comic Con. I thought we were going to get a whole slew of new rumors. We have a bunch of new sources for rumors we've talked about and one brand new, but uh, let's get into all of that, shall we? First up, we have a Superman rumor, and uh, The Rock apparently has actually got Henry Cavill to come back to put on the blue underwear. And I think that's a very accurate statement this time around, because from what the rumor says is that we're going to get a suit very in line with the Richard Donner Superman, which is very in line with comic books from like the 80s, which is kind of what most people think of when they think of Superman. So it kind of makes a whole lot of sense. It goes on to specify other weird things that don't necessarily need to be specified. The big thing here is that Henry Cavill returning as Superman because of the source, because of the fact that this is another source saying the same thing. I think we have to bump this one up. I think we have to go up to 75% likely that Ken Henry Cavill is going to be putting on the big blue underwear one more time. Our next one has do with Batman. We actually have two that have to do with Batman, but the first one is Joe Manganiello returning for Deathstroke. Uh, and then the, there is another rumor that says that's a thing. And then because that's a thing, that also means this other bit, which is uh, Warner Brothers Discovery wants to put Joe Manganiello Deathstroke up against Ben Affleck Batman. 
I think Joe Manganiello returning as Deathstroke is a bit more likely than the other piece. <laughs> um, do I think Ben Affleck is going to come back as Batman? Very probably. There's, we're going to get more than just the cameo from The Flash. Yes, I think that's going to happen. But I don't think it's going to be significant. I think it is going to be a number of smaller cameos, and that's going to be about it. I don't think we're going to get the uh, Deathstroke Batman versus movie that we want. I think potentially Manginella returning as Deathstroke, also rather likely for a cameo purpose. Will he play a significant role in a movie? I don't think so, but that is, seems to be a little bit more likely considering what we know about Ben Affleck, Batman, and whatnot. So, all that being said, let's give these uh, percentages. I'm going to say Joe Manganiello returning as Deathstroke, about 60%. Uh, Joe Manganiello, Deathstroke, and Ben Affleck, Batman, uh, battling it out. We're going to say that's about 20% likely to be an actual thing. Next, we're talking about... Oh, the rumor that just won't die. Warner Brothers Discovery is now apparently going to be selling off DC to NBC Universal in 2024. David Zaslav says that is not going to be the case, but a lot of times these things are denied by the upper ups until they are confirmed by the upper ups. So I don't know if that's a whole lot to go on. I do think though that because we did just get this merger of Warner Brothers Discovery and all of the Warner Brothers properties, I think we have a little bit of time before we start hearing actual uh, verifiable rumors that they're going to be sold off. This is a super weak source. I'm not giving this one any cre credence than we've given it before. Um, so we're putting this one at about 20, 25% likely that they will be doing this in 2024. Again, I said we had two Batman rumors. This is another rumor that just won't die. This is the Michael Keaton returning for a Batman Beyond-like movie. Uh, the source is a little better this time, but not by much. I don't think that this is, especially since they've canned Batgirl, I think that was going to potentially be their, their way in if they were to decide to actually do this. So I'm putting this at a generous 30% likely that Michael Keaton will play some sort of elderly Bruce Wayne role in a Batman Beyond like movie. I just don't see that happening necessarily. Uh, and then our one brand new rumor has to do with uh, the uh, Tariq uh, departure from the Blade movie. Uh, it seems that it was based on scripting issues. I uh, don't know exactly which direction it's going, but Mahershala Ali is not happy with the script. I don't know if that is why Tariq left or if Tariq left for the same reasons that Mahershala Ali is unhappy with the script. But either way, the rumor does go on to say that they do have a script doctor working on the script now as we speak, which is playing to their favor of, of, of you know, having extra time to look for a director and such. So likelihood that scripting issues is what led to Tariq's departure and also uh, Mahershala Ali being the champion of a new script. I'm going to put this one about 60% likely. I've heard this from a number of sources at this point, uh, and I think that is probably pretty accurate. So 
not super accurate, but we're getting close. And that, my nerdy legion compatriots, is where this episode ends. If you want to go deeper into comics and comic culture, jump over to nerdylegion.com and see all of the other podcasts we have on the subject. If you want to go deeper into the news with me, then you can join me on my personal YouTube channel, Generally Nerdy. Thank you for listening, nerds, and we will see you next time.